0: Who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard?
1: First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. Bro. First of all, <laughs> you got to get the names right. <laughs> okay. You get your names right say, for all these stats? Well, you do, first, you first of all, right? double A, double A. you
0: know, Anthony wants the big, three. everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> so <I> would do. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. starting five. laughs>
1: Just give me a starting five. What I'm do good. you think? Like Okay, you
0: know, okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden. Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast, everybody. Tonight, myself and Kobe are here for you to break down the Lakers' first win of the year,
1: finally. Um, Kobe, what's up? Yes, finally. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally the entertainment has returned to the podcast how are you
0: i'm good i'm good
1: um yes obviously
0: we're pleased because the lakers uh not not in a overwhelming way but at least got a victory over the 2-0 memphis grizzlies 121 to 118 grizzlies actually coming off of a win last night against the clippers so lakers catching them uh you know on a back-to-back and getting the best of them after they you know played the clippers really hard last night so it was it was nice to get a w right
1: yes it was yes it was uh if 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 every game of the season was going to be that electric man just sign me up because that that was fun that was fun to watch
0: yeah, well, see, that's where you and I differ a little bit, right? Because you want to see win it at the end, buzzer beater. I want to
1: see like let's be <laughs> a beat him blow like twelve yes. and relax. Yes, yes <laughs> we know, we know. But I told you, I told you, I I think it was a pot or two ago. I was like, I'm excited to see John Morant come to town. Just uh, you know, he he plays electric. Him and Russell Westbrook both. Like uh, I was excited to see it and uh, and happy with the way it turned out. So.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk. Obviously, John Morant was spectacular. He was at times a one-man show tonight, literally keeping the Grizzlies in it the entire night. I think he what had 40 and 10.
1: Yep, 40, 10 and you know, three and three, but obviously, yes, he he did a big, yeah, uh, double, was... big double double. And you don't even want to know about this John Morant rookie card prism autograph that I have sitting in my possession right now, and I can't oh, wait I can't for the wait value for in that thing to go up on increase. eBay tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Everybody, be
1: ready. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, what a what a big night, spectacular night for him. Um, it, it was fun to watch. So yeah it, it, it was it was fun
0: to watch from that aspect you're right just simply pure basketball it was fun to watch not a lot of defense but part of that is early struggles part of that is just the NBA nobody nobody scores you know 80 90 points anymore everybody yep. drops 115 yep but uh, but it was good win um, I mean we could talk about the positives three-point victory so yeah, um, you know, we, uh, we sneaked it out there uh, a little bit to, at the end. Um, for the Lakers, it was really the Carmelo show. He was unbelievable, 28 points, six threes. In fact, I think the Laker three-point shooting in the fourth quarter was really the reason why we won this game. We, it seemed like we were knocking down threes left and right in the fourth quarter. And for the game, the Lakers three-point shooting was spectacular. I mean, 16 of 30, 53%. Colby, when has a Laker team shot 53% from three?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I know. It has been a minute. We we almost shot the three just as good as field goals, 53.6% from the field. Um, yeah, I mean, Carmelo Anthony killing it 75% from the three point line, six of eight. Uh it was it was awesome to watch. It was a historical moment for him, you know, passing up Moses Malone on the all time list. It was it was it was a yep. treat for sure. Yep.
0: Yeah, it was. You're, you're right. He moved into uh, number nine overall on the all-time scoring list, so that was a nice moment for him. Um, but offensively, not just tonight, but even the first three games – Uh, The offense is not really a problem for this Laker team. We know that they can score. We can shoot. In fact, coming into this game, we were actually ninth in the league in three-point shooting. I know it's just a couple of games. But again, you're talking about a Laker team that last year was, what, 28th in the league in three-point shooting? (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. (laughs) So for us to be in the top 10 in three-point shooting is just something that I don't think we can really wrap our heads around, even just a few games into the season is still impressive uh so offense not an issue um tonight of course lakers were great six players in double figures i mean lebron had 19 russ had 13 and 13 dimes um ad 22 and 8 we talked about mellow monk chipped in with 12 off the bench even deandre jordan had eight points eight rebounds i think he had like three blocks right he did yes he did now, one thing, of course, when you take away Mello's 28, the Laker bench, you take, you talk about Monk and Mello. There was only, I think, what, eight points or something from the rest of the bench?
1: Yeah, Austin Reeves, Dwight Howard, eight points combined.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bench it is kind of expected right now because you're talking you're the Lakers are down four guys and most of those guys are essentially bench or 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 will be you know guys that will shift other guys to the bench. So when you're talking about a Laker bench, it's really not a bench right now. It's really like two and a half guys.
1: What was the deal with Avery Bradley? Because I know everyone made a big stink about you know him you know playing uh only at in the fourth quarter of that first game and what's going on?
0: Well I think it's understandable right you're talking about a guy that's been here for what four days (laughs) yeah Yeah. I mean I know that he understands part of the system you know because he was here for you know a season a year ago but he hasn't been here that long I don't think you can expect him to just jump right in and be playing meaningful minutes or making a bunch of shots I mean I think you have to play him a little bit because of the injuries because you're so thin at the guard position I think that's the whole reason why the Lakers signed him when, you know, when he was cut by golden state was just to give us more depth at the guard position because all our guards are hurt. You know, you've got, you've got no Ellington, no none and no THT besides reason. I mean, you're talking three key guards that are going to be a part of the legitimate rotation. So I think it was just depth and, uh, I think the first game where he played, kind of, you know, those minutes in the fourth quarter was a little more of an anomaly. Uh, Rondo obviously didn't play tonight, but I think that's the goal. I don't think the Lakers want Rondo to play, right? If Rondo's playing a lot of minutes, that's probably bad. It means something isn't going right.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, I know, I know, we talked a little bit about uh, Ken Bazemore, uh, you know, in the group chat early on, and. Uh, he he seemed to step it up a little bit better in the second half. Um, you know, defensively, I, I did see a little, uh, a couple weak spots there early on in the game. And you know, what are your thoughts on him defensively? Because like you said, like Avery Bradley is, you know, he's getting massaged into the rotation at this point. He's not uh, ready to make the full on jump to where maybe he does take Cam Baysmore's position at, um, you know, the two guard or whatever. So, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think
1: uh, I'm I'm not a huge Baysmore
0: fan. I didn't love the signing in the offseason. I think he's a solid player. Um, but the reason why we brought him and what he's going to do right now is he's going to play defense. I mean, that's primarily his role. That's why he's in the starting lineup. It's more for his defense than his offense. Um, so he, whether it's by legitimacy or by default, he is, quote, unquote, our best perimeter defender right now so he's going to always guard whoever is the top offensive player guard on the other team mm-hmm. and yeah I mean he didn't do a great job on John Moran obviously John dropped 40 so it's not or... like you locked him down yeah but... you, could,
1: you could actually argue like I'm looking at his stats right now like you could actually argue was better on offense tonight than he was on defense I mean he went three for three from the field he went you know two for two from three point line so 100 percent 100 percent no he, yeah he made three he for was, four from the free throw line so no he was, no, a, he a, a was yeah
0: he was he had 11 points he was in double figure scoring he was one of our uh, six guys in double figures yeah. um but yeah he wasn't great on defense tonight and it, it's not totally fair i mean ja is obviously a very good player so yeah you have to assume that if you're going to guard John Morant, you're going to give up at least twenty something points, even if you play him "quote
1: unquote" well, right? Yeah. Well, he's he's "quote unquote" John Morant is the self proclaimed point god, and he looked like it tonight. Uh, that's something that has always stuck with me. I, I remember I think I was listening to uh, the Hoop Collective, and um, someone on that on that show was saying that John Morant was being interviewed and he said, I am a point God. And everyone was like, whoa, slow down there, young fella. That was before he was even in the league. And now it seems Mm -hmm. like that's a premonition that is coming true because this is, this is, you know, uh, unbelievable what he's doing. He kind of reminds me a little bit of AI and maybe I'll take some flack and some heat for that, but I don't know. He, he looks a lot like AI to me with the swag, the skills, just, um, you know, everything about his game just reminds me of Allen Iverson. What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he might be a better passer than mm-hmm. Iverson was.
0: Yeah. Um. But yes, he, he definitely has the skill set. Now, the three point shot isn't, you know, top level yet, but it's improving. Um. So if he continues to improve on the the jump shot, there's no question he can get to the basket. We saw that all freaking night. But but did, wait wait uh, hold if on the jump shot
1: improves.
0: Oh, you said jump shot?
1: I thought you said three-point shot because he went four for five tonight, eighty percent from three. So just
0: no, no. I'm I'm just saying. But he, last year he wasn't great at the three-point right. shooting. He's he's improving that. So that's what I'm saying. If that continues to improve, he's going to be even scarier. If you yeah. can imagine that.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I agree.
0: But there's no question. I was really impressed with Stephen Adams tonight. I thought he outworked both of our centers. I mean, I think he had what like sixteen and sixteen rebounds.
1: Yeah, Stephen Adams had he had fourteen points, sixteen rebounds, six assists. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was big tonight. Uh, he you know, was, a, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of a lot of those tip ins, a lot of things that he's been known for over the past, you know, seven eight years. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, he's he's a working big. There's there's no man about no no doubt about it. I think I
1: texted you at one point during the game saying we need a guy like Stephen Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know we know you're always looking to uh you know spruce up your your two K team. We know. Uh, never stop improving baby. Never (laughs) stop improving.
0: Um, but yeah, I thought that, I thought that he was actually a, a pretty big factor for them tonight too. I thought he was their second most important player because he was creating a lot of second chances. I think they outscored us in second chance points, which has been, um, I think the biggest issue, a lot of people for the first few games, talking about Russ's struggles, talking about the defense as a whole, but I think the defensive problems really stem from points in the paint. We have not done well defensively in the paint. We've been really getting outscored, I think, uh, pretty consistently uh, in all three games in the paint. And you saw it tonight with a bunch of second-chance points by the Memphis Grizzlies, who aren't necessarily a big team. They do have, you know, Stephen... Adams and um you know uh Jackson but they don't have a ton of size they don't bring a ton of size off the bench and we still are rotating three bigs in some capacity I don't think we should be getting you know dominated in the paint and giving up all those second chance points with the with the bigs that we have but it's been I think the real the real root of the defensive problems for the Lakers the first three games have been points in the paint
1: yeah and the thing is too is like we're not really playing our bigs many minutes either though you know deandre jordan uh, dwight i mean these these traditional bigs you know like we talked about a few pods ago they're not really playing too much at all you know um we're we're playing no. AD, we're playing a lot of lebron you know and you know that's that's going to lead to to um you know guys getting their you know having their way with us essentially uh in the paint so yeah and that's and that's by design
0: because most teams don't
1: play big. I
0: mean, the Grizzlies mm-hmm. are, you know, one of a handful of teams that really actually play a traditional. They have a legitimate center. They have a legitimate power forward. Most teams, you know, don't. You know, you've got more right. of a hybrid center, hybrid power forward. Stretch but still, force, yeah. with AD, LeBron, Russ, who, who grabs boards, I don't think that we should be giving up that many offensive rebounds, that many second-chance points. It should
1: be – it should be a little better managed. Yeah. What were your thoughts overall tonight uh, on Russ's game? Um, I thought it was okay.
0: I still think that for us to be flying in all cylinders, he's got to find a way to score more. Uh, I I love the assists. I love the energy. I think he had 13 assists, seven rebounds. So you know, he's going to do those things. You know, those are aspects of his game night in and night out. Mm -hmm. But, I still think for us to really, really dominate, you need LeBron, AD and Russ to combine, be in, you know, that 60 point range every single night. Yeah. I think we'll get there, but it's, it's, it's got to, it's got to get to that point.
1: Yeah. So here, here's my take. This is just kind of what I gathered. Um, and this might be a wild take, but I'm just going to go out and say it. Um, I think that Russ is best as a facilitator. I think that facilitating the ball and being his that being his niche, um, I think we would be better off that way, kind of like a Rodman to the Bulls. When Rodman's sole purpose was to rebound, I think Russ and his vision, and we already got LeBron and AD, you know, they're the scorers. You got Carmelo coming off the bench. Like if, if Russ was simply strictly just assisting, rebounding, getting his points where he can driving to the bucket because he needs to be that threat, but his vision is crazy. It's nuts uh, watching it, you know, especially tonight with his 13 assists. I think, I think that was a game high pretty much uh, for the most. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was a game high. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were at our best. That's when we went on our crazy run in the first half where, you know, we, we went up by what 12 points or whatever. I mean, Russ was at his best when he was assisting the ball. And I think that that is the sacrifice that Russ needs to make. Cause they're talking about like, Oh, like, you know, Russ is willing to sacrifice, he's willing to sacrifice. And I think that that sacrifice shouldn't be coming off the bench or playing a lesser role. I think that sacrifice might just be like, hey, I'm not going to be a triple-double guy this year. I'm going to be maybe a double-double guy. And that double-double is going to be assists and rebounds. And my points, eh, if I get them, I get them. Not a big deal, though. Uh, mm. I think I think if we do that, and then you got LeBron and AD carrying the the load as far as points, it's an it's a easy trip to the finals, in my opinion.
0: Mm. Well, I think... You're right. There's, he's not coming off the bench, so let's just squash that. That's yeah, not, yeah. He's not coming off the bench. Yeah, but I, I don't necessarily. I'm not saying he's got to score 27, 28. I'm just saying he's got to be around 20. Like you can compare it to the Big Three Miami right? Why? Why they won
1: tonight and he was only at 13 points? Well, he here, had 13 l- hear me out.
0: Just that I know, I know. Team. Just hear me out. Hear me out for a second. I'm not saying you're totally wrong. I'm just saying I think, think, I think we're both saying the same thing. We're just saying a little differently. So when Bosch went to Miami to be the big three, remember in Toronto, he was a monster, right? He was like 25 right. and 12, right? And then he back, he backed and up a little bit in Miami. Miami, yeah. Yeah, he went to Miami and he was like, he all of a sudden he was like 16, 18 and eight. And people were like, oh my God, like what's going on? He's terrible. No, he just, like you said, he had to accept a little bit of a transitional role for the team to be successful and it worked. So I think you're right. But what I'm saying is, I want to see that. I want to see Russ giving me 17 to 20 a game, not 11 to 13. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Just a little more efficient. Because even tonight, I think he had no points in well, the first quarter. Yes, I think he had yeah.
1: nine points in the second quarter. And I think well, he only on. had four
0: points in the second half.
1: Well, hold on. Volume doesn't always necessarily equal efficiency, you know. Uh, he had 13 points tonight. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the most efficient 13 points, but he – You know, he had 13 assists. The exactly what we need him to do. So yeah, I agree. But I'm saying I think he only scored four
0: points in the second half.
1: Okay, but I mean ultimately, ultimately, Lakers got a little more,
0: a little more efficient. And 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 LeBron wasn't great tonight either. LeBron only had 19.
1: Yeah, no, I know. And and like I said, towards the end of the game, I, I was surprised that. We even had him in there. I mean, but I guess I guess that's uh, maybe Vogel's way of saying, hey, you know, we trust you in these late-game moments because that has been a question mark, uh, you know, of, mm-hmm. of Russ's game. And, well, and- but he has to be. You, you can't trade for a guy like Russell Westbrook and not have him
0: out there. I mean, that defeats the purpose. I think I think we learned our lesson last year, right? You go and you get a guy like Trez and then you don't play him in the fourth quarter because you don't trust him. You can't play defense. It's just a waste. Why is he being on, Why is he even on the team, right?
1: Well, yeah, but I mean Tre that's not like Trez's MO, which for for us, you know, that's been the big question mark like his his essential clutchness, you know. So,
0: yeah, but if you're not going to use him in the fourth quarter, then why is he here?
1: That's my point. Well, and that, that that goes along with that conversation that everyone's been talking about is where the sacrifice is going to come in. Is the sacrifice mm-hmm. that he might have to not be in those late game moments to get the win? Do you think he would be willing to sacrifice that? I think he would, you know? Um, I think he would. Would would, it, would his ego allow that? Maybe it might not. But, you know, if, if, he's, if he's really serious about getting this championship, you know, I think that would be something that until he improves his game, you know, in those moments... He needs to accept that, you know? So, Yeah, you and you might
0: see it in spurts, like with Melo tonight, right? Melo was on fire, but fire. Uh, Vogel took him out late in the game for, yeah. for for a few minutes because you wanted to get a more defensive lineup out there. right? And then Melo right. came on in the last minute because he figured we might need a bucket. He's probably going to get some free throws. So I think you might see – you know, you could see something like that with Russ where
1: he comes in and out in, in some of those uh, fourth-quarter minutes – Yeah. Hey, uh, and and I'll say this just to wrap this up because I know we're coming up on the uh, 20-minute recap mark here, but that last one minute, shout out to Billy. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Our our boy Billy, uh, you know, who's not on the pod tonight, but he he called it out on the last damn pod, which Billy's beef. Like yeah, the game is just slowing down way too much with all these damn camera reviews, and it's it's getting ridiculous. And it was just it was there was a lot, and you know, you can argue one way or the other or whatever, but the fact that they're even there, you know, for the most part, and like I said in the group text, like I thought three out of the four calls were correct. So why the hell do we even have to do all that? I know you guys didn't agree with that, but whatever. I mean, Jesus, like it took forever.
0: Yeah, the last minute took, I think, about four hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wife is
0: passed out. She's on the couch sleeping still. Well, and I know you're, I know you're always an advocate of, you know, that you, you miss one, you make one, you miss one, you make one, you know, sort of on the, the way the officials call a game. But um, I just think you have some, you know, blatant ones, like, you know, that one play where they stole it from Rust. they missed the fact that, you know, Jackson had stepped on the line, you know, with the ball in his hand. I mean, those are like, Big time plays that an official's gotta see. And then what was that at the end? I don't even understand the last play yeah. there where Russ steals it. He Russell doesn't step it. out of
1: bounds. He doesn't. He, he just doesn't flipped it back in. Yeah. That that was the that was the one I didn't agree with. I was like, come on, like he didn't step out of bounds. He flicked it back in. The game should have been over. Yeah. Yeah, but it. but then but then they stopped play and gave the ball back to the Lakers. I'm like, why don't you understand
0: <laughs> what happened. <laughs>
1: I know, because I, know, I think they realize that they screwed that one up. But, I mean, you know,
0: it so is what think it is. I mean, that's
1: where the frustration lies
0: in yeah. fans and players. It's just the consistency of what, you know, what are you guys doing? Yeah. All in all, a win is a win is a win, right?
1: Yep. And, uh, you know, it's finally nice to get one uh, without Kyle Kuzma, I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're man, we're not, like not we're leaders. one we're one in nineteen without Kyle Kuzma. Shout out to us. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and now we What are the, the Wizards? The wizard, Wizards are like four and zero. Right now? No, uh, and I four.
0: think they're two and I think they're two and zero. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All
1: right. Well, what, when's our next it's, game? You, what,
0: you look at the top of the Eastern standings. It's it's three and zero. It's three and O Hornets, two and O Wizards. I think the Nets are one and two. I think the I think the Bucks are two and one.
1: Hey, hey, hey! Hold on, you forgot the Bulls. They're three and O too. It's Lonzo and the uh, yeah. Mello battling it yeah, out. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The Bulls are three and O because for some reason they get to play Detroit every night. <laughs>
1: hey, it's all good. We got Houston coming up back to back nights. Don't worry about it.
0: I know. but yeah. If we can get through this little mini road trip, we you know go a little a little back to
1: back. Right, as starting Tuesday in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. San Antonio so, yeah. Tuesday night. Uh, are we having it? Well, that's our normal pod night, so maybe we do it Wednesday instead for the uh, you know, group pod, but yeah, we might be able to recap both games in one shot, so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, cool. Well, hey, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the uh, the recap pod of uh, you know, the game tonight with uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. We appreciate you listening and tuning in. And uh, make sure to follow us, like us on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. All
0: right. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Peace.